Hey there, I'm Amadala Yakbar, and this is See Something, Say Something, the BuzzFeed podcast where we drink chai, tell stories, and talk about being Muslim in America. This week, we're going to argue about Christmas for the whole episode. If you see something, you better, you better say something. Nothing at all, nothing at all. I'm not a big fan uh, for many, many reasons, and I brought on two people who are not Grinches like me to talk to me about Christmas and why, uh, as Muslims, they've come to appreciate the season as they've gotten older. And we're going to talk about Christmas music, and throughout the episode, we're going to be playing this mixtape that Mishti Music put out two years ago of Christmas Desi songs. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about that, too. So joining me today are Salima Fatima Muhammad. She's a public health professional and like my best friend ever. Uh, she's sticking her fingers in her throat. Welcome to the show, Salima. Hi, Ahmed. Hi, everybody. And we also got Tanzila Ahmed, also known as Taz. Um, she's a writer, an activist, and co-host of the really hilarious podcast, Good Muslim, Bad Muslim, with Zara Nurbaksh. And also, she is the creator of Mishti Music and the source of all the music you're going to be hearing today. Welcome to the show, Taz. We've been excited to have you for a while. Merry Christmas! Oh, God. It's already starting. It started. It's already starting. Merry Muslim Christmas! What is even a Muslim Christmas? That's not a thing. <laughs> you can't make things things that aren't things. You just add Muslim to everything. Um, also, me and Salima are kind of sick, so we're going to be drinking a lot of tea to compensate for our broken and battered voices. So we might cough. We are allergic to the season. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Don't listen to his hatred. Oh, God. Just block it out. So we're going to play a game first, guys. I'm going to give you three Christmas folktales. One is a real one from the 17th century, and the rest are fake. So you have to guess which one is the real one. Thank God for my extensive understanding of Christmas rom-coms. Know it. Okay, so one of these is a real 17th century folktale, and the rest are fake. In 17th century England, kids grew up hearing stories about Ogden, a goblin who sneaks around the countryside on Christmas Eve, stealing shoes from naughty children. The rest of the year, he disguises himself as a cow. Ogden the goblin, (laughs) number one. Yes. In 17th century Iceland, parents started telling their children stories about Grilla the Child Eater. Grilla, the mother of the Yuletide lads, is an evil giantess who treks down from her mountain cave 13 days before Christmas to eat misbehaving children. Grilla, the child-eating giantess. (laughs) Number three. In 17th century Denmark, parents scared mischievous children with stories about Harold Clack, a weasel-like creature who visits Danish homes Christmas Eve to chew holes in the blanket of children (laughs) who have told lies. Harold Clack, weasel-like creature, chews on children's blankets. Which one's the real one, guys? All of them are real. I'm laughing because the second one 
honestly sounds like one of my aunts and her name starts with a G too. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, oh my God, this is the family folklore come to life. Grilla auntie the child. Grilla auntie the child eater. You um, think all of them are real, Tass? No. No. Um, but wouldn't it be great if they all were real? I wish. So we have the weasel. Yep. We have the giant. And we have Ogden. You know what? I think there is a lie in this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's two of them, Selena. There's two lies in I'm trying to think it through, Emma. There is a lie. Um, Taz, I'm feeling, you know, I don't know. The one with, about the weasel, you know, it just doesn't, I'm not feeling that yeah, one. Yeah, so I'm not feeling the weasel one, the, the biting toes yeah. blanket. Like, I feel like the giant one could happen because I feel that the more north you go in this world, the more likely there are giants. Yeah, no, I feel that that one's like, you know, everyone's like most hated aunt meets like the abominable snowman. <laughs> that one like hits way too close to home. Meets Santa? Because he's like punishing the misbehaving children. No, wait, that's Harold the weasel. No, no, no. It's an evil giantess who treks down from her mountain cave 13 days okay, also, before Christmas. Okay, also, why is it also a lady? Yeah, why is it a her? Because yeah. the patriarchy. Patriarchy. Yeah, the patriarchy, okay. The patriarchy. No. I think the truth is the the giant one. I'm I'm going for number two. All right, I'm going to stick with you um, because yeah, I feel that that's happened to many of us. And yes, Gorilla is the wow. real one. Wow, you guys get one million points. I love <laughs> it when we win something. High five, Taz. <laughs> okay, so game number two. One of these is a real food-related Christmas tradition, and the rest are fake. So you have to find the real one. Okay, Selena. there's only one. Active listening on number one. <laughs> Number one, the Christmas onion. Some American families count down to Christmas by handing out treats on each day for 12 days before Christmas. The closer you get, the better the treats get. The first treat is a yellow onion. In some families, a shallot. The last treat is a king-size candy bar. In some families, an Xbox. Oh, my gosh. Are you sure these people are not South Asian? <laughs> this is giving out onions? Yeah, it is a, that would be a gift. <laughs> Number two, the Christmas pickle. In the U.S., some families decorating their Christmas trees hang a glass pickle ornament that they hide in the branches of the tree. It's good luck to be the first person to find the pickle on Christmas morning. What I are I've never these? heard about this. <laughs> but it could just, it could be true. What if it's like a, you know, a jar of achar? Yeah. Um, Why would that happen? This is clearly like a white person tradition. <laughs> all right, all right. Stop, no, I get it. You know, pickles. Stop trying to brown Christmas, okay? It's, it's not going like, to happen. Uh, you know, it's like renewal for the year. Like, may your year be as yeah. plentiful as these cucumbers, <laughs> and may they turn into pickles one day. <laughs> Number three, the Christmas herring. Many families in the U.S. have a Christmas tradition of joking with their children about how if they're naughty, they'll get a lump of coal instead of presents. Some parents in Maine, a state known for its fishing industry, take this one step further by giving their least favorite child a <laughs> tin of smoked herring on Christmas morning. Hmm. Okay, that sounds pretty dicey, that's to be honest. <laughs> I just love, like, you know, I feel as if Maine is totally its own, like, city-state. Oh, my God. You know, it's true. Like, there's, like, there's, like, a different set of laws in Maine, like, altogether. Yeah. I believe that one. Taz, what do you I, think? I don't know if I believe it or not. <laughs> I'm just thinking about herring. I, I, Honestly, and, and what what is a herring, and what does it taste like, and how are they like little baby fish? How what a punishment it would be to eat it or not? Salima, which one do you think is the fake one? Uh, the real one. The real one. The real, real one. one. The real I'm one? sorry. Yeah. I'm a terrible game show host. Never ever hire me. You know, I think so the last one is. I think about giving like somebody like a can of like pickled herrings, 
And if they're really bad, like a tin of like anchovies is probably it. All right, Slim is going with the Christmas herring. Taz, how Christmas about you? Christmas herring. Um, I kind of want to lean towards the the onion story because I, you know, like Advent calendars. And I mean, can you fit an onion in an Advent calendar? Like, I think this whole like count counting down to Christmas thing is a thing. This is like a bad like um, you know three like a pickle, a herring, and an onion walk into a bar like you know <laughs> on Christmas. Um. Okay, so you're going with the onion. <laughs> well, you're making uh, it sound like I shouldn't be going with the you onion. You guys pick the red herrings because it was the <laughs> fucking pickle. Wait, what? Yes, Achoo. the pickle. Wait, that's a thing that people yes, do. It sounds like the whitest thing ever. I'm sorry. It what? really does. You Hanging know, a pickle, glass pickle from the tree. There is some, well, I, I had gone with my friend uh, maybe two weeks ago to the giant Macy's on 34th Street. I was there and I refused literally, to go to the Christmas so floor. Let I it literally just be said, sat on the Emma ca- ran away. Not even like, I'm not going, he actually physically ran away from us. And I sat oh. on the couch and like crossed my arms like a like a, He was kid. like a four-year-old and he was just like, I'm not going anywhere, blah, 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 blah. We anyway, need to unpack this trauma. So we went for like to the, the top floor, which is like the Christmas extravaganza. And there are so many weird ornaments. And I do remember seeing a pickle there. Interesting. Know. And I was just like, who the fuck puts this on their tree? <coughs> and now we're going to get a Christmas tree and just cover it with Acha. Oh, God. Taz, please. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, well, okay, got a little update from our producer, Meg. Berrien Springs is recognized as the Christmas pickle capital what? of the world by the Wait. Pickle Packers International because it's a region known for its pickles. Wait, what region? Michigan. It's in Michigan. Oh, my, my people. God. Mine Michigan. People. Wait, what? People don't even actively Michigan. eat pickles in Michigan. We have a yes, pickle. We do. Where we got the, the the there was that pickle factory in Hamtramck that I used to live by. What are you talking about? <laughs> I live. We live by the pickle factory. Never you once do I remember there being factory. a pickle factory over there. Emma. You weren't paying enough attention to the pickles, like right now. <laughs> Anyhow, question number three. One of these is a real Christmas-related law. The others are fake. Number one, in 1879, the first Christmas law in the U.S. went on the books in Richmond, Virginia, when the city council introduced an ordinance to regulate the sale of mistletoe. Worried that teenage Virginians would be corrupted by the new trend of kissing under mistletoe springs, they made a law that said you had to be over 18 to buy it. Save your virginity, kids. Mistletoe's What year was this? Uh, 1879, Taz. Heathens. Heathens. So you had to be over 18 to buy mistletoe in Richmond. Number two, Bozeman, Montana, used to be home to the largest herd of domestic reindeer in the U.S. Every year, Bozeman reindeer were sent around the country to make appearances at local malls and other Christmas events. Till 1986, when lawmakers became concerned that the reindeer were attracting too many Christmas pranksters trying to hitch their sleds to the animal. So they rezoned the reindeer farmlands for commercial use. Oh, that's a sad what happened to the reindeers? They were rezoned. They were taken to the North Pole. They're, Avi. They're taken someplace else. <laughs> <coughs> I just read what I got, okay? That's that's the info I have. I love this is like sad rezoning laws 101. I know. <laughs> and number three. No kissing, no reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> number three. In the 1600s, Massachusetts Puritans celebrated Christmas by banning it because it isn't in the Bible. <laughs> oh. Sorry. That laugh became a cough. Um, (laughs) Massachusetts Puritans celebrated Christmas by banning it because it isn't in the Bible. Which one is the real one, guys? 
I want to say the rezoning one. That's just the, the reindeers. Yeah, you know, reindeers. Yeah, they, they find no love. They they were working them to the ground. You know, making them go on the hot circuit all year long. Rudolph had mm-hmm. to you know shine off his nose. Dancer and Blitzen and the rest of the crew <laughs> had to, you know, work nine to five. And then when they finally it get home. It sounds like you know the names of all the reindeers. Yeah, duh. Well, I think I do. Mm. That story sounds just like straight up like petty middle America bureaucracy at its realest. And we like, know that to be true. Yeah, so yeah. that's totally true. Reindeer rezoning. That's what I think is true. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards that one too. That sounds the most realistic. <laughs> Although I want to say the Puritans because they also like nothing that is fun. Oh, Emma, maybe you're a Puritan. You also hate Christmas. Oh, my uh, God. How you dare and your you? How very dare you? Puritanical <laughs> rules about anything with glitter mm. or festiveness or oh anything. Why don't it you go put on a bucket hat and some, you know, buckled shoes, sir? <laughs> <laughs> go take yourself back to the Mayflower. Okay, Salima, calm down. <laughs> Salima's going off right now. So which one are you going with? Are you going, both of you going with the reindeers? Yeah. Yeah. It's the Puritans. What? what? So unfortunate. I mean, they banned the well, you must be so happy about this. Why don't you know? Take me back to 1600s <laughs> Massachusetts Puritanism. <laughs> love it. Wow. Let's you love it. Why don't you marry All right, guys. Those are our games. And now we're going to talk about Christmas and why, you know, you guys are into it. Oh, gosh. All right. I grew up in a very, um, like, sort of, like, proud Muslim family, like, uh, in the sense that, like, my dad, um, my parents were very proud of who they were. Like, my dad was never going to take a nickname. He's not the kind of guy. People always wanted to call him Walter. And he was like, no, my name is Waheed. So they actually never raised us with Christmas. And it was something that I found out in elementary school. So I would, like, come into class, and everything would change in December, and I wouldn't understand anything. You would have to take pipe cleaners, and you'd have to fold them into reindeers, and I'm (laughs) terrible at art, and they look like crap, and I don't even like reindeer. And uh, then I had to, then I would go move on to the music class. And in music class, we'd have to sing about Jesus. And Jingle Bells is is definitely a banger. Okay, I'll give Jingle Bells that. There's, I like Jingle Bells, but like we had to sing all these like very sad uh, Jesusy songs. And I was like the only person in the room who didn't celebrate Christmas. Um, and I just felt very isolated. And then everyone would get presents. What are you getting for Christmas? What are you getting for Christmas? And I didn't get anything, of course. And so that, like, obviously you grow up and those, like, petty things uh, probably fall by the wayside. But I have never found anything to like about it. Don't like peppermint. Don't like the colors of red and green. Red and green are crap together. They're crap. Why? Why? (laughs) Why? I think the, like, decorating your front lawn is gaudy. You know? It's just like... You're a desi person. Everything we do is decorated with lights and glitter. It's literally in your blood. It's like Christmas year-round in South Asia with all the lights. That's true. But here's the key difference. I'm not saying Christmas is not fun if you're somebody who grew up in it. Like, if I was a Christian person in, like, Pakistan or something, and, like, every year on Eid al-Adha, everyone was like, you excited to eat lamb? Let's give you lamb. Why don't you go make little lambs? I would probably hate Eid (laughs) al-Adha. You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't be very fun. But... Because I have, it has some meaning in my family, I like it. Um, and that's the thing about like holidays is like you assume everybody kind of celebrates them. And Christmas is like the most overwhelming one. And I don't find anything, nothing about it works for me. How did you guys make it work for you? I'm sure I, did you guys grow up in households where you celebrated Christmas? 
No. We so I I moved around a lot when we were when I was younger. We my dad my family's from Bangladesh. I was born in California, and we lived for a period in Illinois and Tennessee, and then Saudi Arabia, and we came back to California. So for me, growing up, I just I never got ex- really exposed to it in our house. But I remember getting really confused because everyone else was writing letters to Santa Claus, and I wanted to write a letter to Santa Claus. And I knew my parents would tell me that it didn't exist, but I shouldn't ruin it for the other kids. And I would still try to like write a letter to Santa Claus and think like, oh, is that Santa Claus on the roof? I was like, no. I'm I'm one of those people. Those I was a child that really had a vivid imagination, and I mm, wanted to believe mm. everything. No, so totally. So you believed in Santa or no? I knew that Santa wasn't real, but there was a little tiny piece of me that like kind of believed in Santa. Um, I'm right there with you. I also just have like a way too hyperactive imagination. And so like in our house, we also did not like celebrate Christmas at all. Like we didn't have a tree. We didn't do anything. But I 100% believed in Santa. So I was just like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, this guy, he goes and sees everybody. And I know he comes to my house too. And so like I remember um, specifically like making cookies and my parents would be like what are you doing please stop and I was like please 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 let's just open up the fireplace because when we finally moved into um, a house that had a fireplace I was just like this is the year (laughs) he's gonna show up this year and I remember that was like the first year we lived in the house like I had made cookies and I like left them by the fireplace and I didn't believe that you know um I don't know. I just, I was just like, I was like, I was like, the homeboy's going to show up and these cookies yeah. are delicious. So he's definitely coming. And the next day when the cookies were like eaten, I was like, ah, validation. <laughs> Everything is real. I knew it. I knew it. Um, uh, but the next year I was just like, oh yeah, Santa, maybe not so real, but the spirit and belief of Christmas totally there. So you didn't feel this like low key oppression that I felt. No, I no. totally was like wrapped up in the holiday. It was just yeah. so fun i don't i don't know like christmas like highlighted all the things i love cookies glitter <laughs> cookies are pretty good glitter, all right. singing out loud singing is good uh yeah. you know drinking hot chocolate also good. uh <laughs> getting presents and giving presents love all of those things yeah. and good. all of those things yeah. all at the same time everybody was doing it and i totally indulged myself i remember like really like my love like i think hit its peak when a friend of ours took me to this thing that their family does and it's called a cookie walk and so everybody like as soon as you get to their house gets like an empty box and you start walking around and you just start to fill your box with cookies that people have made and i was like is there any day better than today the answer is no and for six years straight like she would invite me to this thing and i was just like this is the greatest day of the year this is better than my birthday this is better oh than gosh. you know picture day this is better than better anything. than halloween better than halloween because cookie day you know the thing with halloween is that there was like some you know hits and some misses like yeah you know, some houses would give you a piece of fruit like others would give you like you know two-year-old tootsie pops other houses would give you like king-size candy bars no but cookie walk every single cookie was quality except for like the jam filled ones but there was never a limit so you could like do four laps and those cookies were there for you <laughs> so yeah i guess partially it's so that i didn't have anyone share christmas with me like that you know that might have helped you i guess cry, Emma? yeah too yeah, kind of it's not that i was excluded it's that nobody included me yeah. um and that was like has always stuck with me and not that 
Christmas can't be that, but it's just like it just doesn't work for me, and I'm not gonna fake it now, you know. So my 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 parents' background, like my parents come from two different cultures. My dad is uh, African, and my mom is uh, South Asian, and so you know, being from a mixed household like that, there was never really ever like one, you know. Right place yeah. right. for like my family and for like my brother and I and so we always had to like make spaces for ourselves right. and I even think like you know for Christmas was another one of those instances where yeah. it may not have been for us but if we liked it we made space for ourselves in it we took the bits and pieces that we liked and you know we made something I, I guess I didn't feel like anything was missing from my life in that way like I felt very full with like Ramadan and Eid and like <laughs> You know, Eid al Adha and stuff. Did you give gifts on Eid? Because I think that was the thing we that I was missing. Because oh, I did? really wanted gifts and I wanted to give gifts. And Eid just wasn't, everyone would always say, like, our Christmas is Eid. And yeah. then Eid would happen. And it was, Which is not there true. were never lights. There was no <laughs> totally, Eid tree. Yep. And that was like the worst part because you're just like, you're like, you said that this was going to be just like Christmas. But I know. really, this is, this is not. Can you continue what you were saying about the difference between Eid and Christmas, Tess? Oh, for for Eid and Christmas, for us, nothing would happen for Eid. We'd go to prayer. We'd eat some donuts at the Fairplex, at the Pomona Fairplex in Southern California, which is where all the prayers would happen. And then we'd go house hopping. We'd go to different parties, and that was it. There were no gifts. There was Eidie. Eidie was cool. That was, but that Eidie is when when you give a dollar to all the little kids, um, and then you know you would make maybe like twenty, thirty dollars, and that was like really exciting back then. So actually, I'm I'm the oldest. I have two younger sisters. So oh. when I got my first job, I wanted to give Eid gifts to my siblings. So I would start buying them presents. Oh, you're such I, a good big sister. You know I wanted I, to like have that that fostering of giving. I remember that when we were like 13 or something, my mom and the lights are still in it, but my mom has these like ficus trees at our house. And like one year for Eid, she like decked them out with lights. <laughs> and I'm thinking about it, and those lights are still in there. Because like that was the year that she was just like totally like decked out our house for Eid. And there was like lights everywhere, and she had like yeah. cut out like Eid Mubarak, all these different places and everything. And I was that was That's the first cute. year I was just like, damn, going all in for Eid. Love it. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's an interesting thing when people like compare Eid and Christmas because they're really not that similar at all. <laughs> and I used to say that to everybody because everybody kind of like I think part of why I also resented Christmas was people would be like, you don't celebrate Christmas. Like, what about yeah. gifts? You don't your parents will give you gifts. And my answer would be like, oh, Eid is like our Christmas, which is not yeah. true. But it like helped fix this fact that like, oh, your life is defective somehow because you don't celebrate the most important time of the year. Well, I I see these parents, these new parents who are celebrating Eid with gift giving and making it a lot more celebratory, which is kind of amazing because I I can see that happening with this new generation. If I had kids, I think I would probably celebrate Eid the way we celebrate Christmas. Yeah. I mean, we do get we've I've always got gifts on Eid, like actual gifts. So Hmm. I guess I always had that in my life. Here's the other thing that I want to bring up, which I don't know if I'm crazy, but have you guys ever heard of the Eid elf? No. no. That's like the next level of Eid is like our Christmas. Really? It's like this idea that we need a mascot for Eid. The Eid elf? I remember yep. like making up the Eid clause and that was the guy who came and like ate, my co- like, ate the cookies. On <laughs> Eid? You yeah. put out cookies on Eid? I wish I had the letter, I, but I wrote a letter to the Eid clause. But I put it out on Christmas. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, like I put it out there, he ate the cookies and then he gave me these like sparkly pink like dog tag necklace that I wanted and I was like I know this is real 
Yeah. Either Have you talked to your parents about this? My parents totally. I was talking to my mom this morning about it, and I was just like, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna talk about the show and about Christmas." And she's like, "Do you remember when you wrote the letter to the Eid clause?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do." And she's just like, "It was a cute letter, baby. I have it somewhere." <laughs> You know what I totally forgot to talk about? I totally forgot to talk about singing in Chris like choir when I was in elementary school. Oh my god, same. Singing in choir in elementary school was the literal. Did worst. everybody do that? Like everybody did had like their Christmas thing at the end of the year. Like yeah. I loved it. I, I got to ring the bells one year. It was so fun. I think I this was when I was in the sixth grade. We would go to the mall and sing next to the Christmas tree and we'd sing like Stop. choir songs. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure there's a video of me performing at the Christmas thing um, at my school when I'm like six and I'm like the only kid. Who, I'm just like swinging my arm, <laughs> swinging my <laughs> arms, looking to the side and just being like, get me off stage. It's just so funny how like every school kind of like interpreted it. Like we had a cowboy Christmas and so we were like <sighs> in the full on like. What the hell is wrong with this? Yeah, again? it was the best. I still have pictures from it and I got to ring the bells that year so we all had like denim and like these like cowhide vests on and like bells and we're all just like jingling to our like our heart's content and like (laughs) i was like in heaven we have to see this picture you have to put this picture up on your site i will find i'll like tell my parents to go hunt it down like i think they had never been like more mortified and proud of me at the same time So you guys are adults now, obviously. What is your Christmas celebration like now? Do you guys celebrate Christmas? Uh, I have two younger sisters who are now adult age. And in our house, we don't really... Okay, hold on. Let me think about this. So we don't have a Christmas tree. My sister does put up Christmas lights at my parents' house. We have like... We don't give Mm. gifts, but we'll go to the movies on Christmas Day, usually. We'll go to the movies and we always go to see Christmas lights in a neighborhood in our near our house. And I get really obsessed with Christmas rom coms. And so anytime I'm home between Thanksgiving and Christmas Day, there's usually a Christmas movie playing. What's your fave? I love If you say um, love actually right now, or this friendship no, no, no. is over. The last holiday. Okay. I just good. made Zara. Oh, watch last holiday. That. So good. Always on so good. on TNT. Oh my gosh, Queen Latifah and LL Cool J? Come on, it doesn't get better than that. Do we all agree Love Actually is trash? It is, right? Uh, not the whole thing. The whole thing is no, trash. No, it's no, a no, terrible no, no, movie. no, 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 not. I mean. The guy with the signs <laughs> is like the creepiest thing in the world. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like so romantic. It's like not. he's been you know, lusting he's his over. Stalkery, sure, yeah. Stalkery. But Hugh Grant, although creepy in other places, is so amazing. Also, the idea of a nativity <laughs> lobster is the best thing ever. Oh, I don't remember. I that I just I don't remember the nativity lobster. Oh my God, you guys don't remember the lobsters? Fish. See, clearly you need to watch the movie again. I feel like you're making this up to me. No, honest. no, 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 no. I'm more of a fan of the Lifetime Christmas movies than oh the gosh. mainstream. Ones. Wait, the the made for Hallmark ones, like the ones oh, that are yeah. just like made for TV Hallmark Lifetime ones. Those are the best. Anything with Candace Cameron in it, so good. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I am still skeptical of this idea that Taz doesn't celebrate Christmas. First of all. I know you participate in Secret Sajin or whatever. Don't you participate Wait, in that? I don't. I don't. I did it one year, and then I, I don't think I got a gift or something happened, and so I just kind of, like, pieced out of it. Yeah, that's like they see Secret Santa, yeah. by the way. Okay. 
fine. But I do, I do give like gifts to friends. I got Zara a Christmas present this time. You celebrate Christmas. Come on. <laughs> it's all or nothing. Okay. It's you know, like, not you, all or you nothing. You know, like how, like, when your friends sleep no, over no, on no. Eid and they, like, no, Christmas, you take them to the mosque, they're like, I celebrated Eid, even though they didn't do everything. It's like, it's all or nothing, guys. I mean, okay? you live in America. There's no way to, like, walk yeah. away from you it. You have to be like me. No, Emma. Okay. You have to be, no. have the iron will to not touch anything green or red or sparkly. Literally, for he is wearing days. a green jacket as he spews the <laughs> it's all I think honestly like Christmas is kind of like a fun buffet you know it's like a yeah. you can eat Chinese buffet like you pick and choose like what you want yeah and you don't have to have the Christmas tree in your place you know like you don't have to like mess up your kitchen with Christmas cookies you can go to the store you know it's nice to play lightly in it without having to destroy your apartment I still I'm gonna I'm still on Taz for this I still think she celebrates Christmas because Two years ago, you put out a Christmas <laughs> mixtape. I did put out a Christmas mixtape, which we have been playing for in the background of this whole episode. Yeah, so Brooklyn Shanti and I put out an album. Uh, we created a project where we called ourselves the Kulkulis, and I like scoured the internet for Daisy created Christmas songs. There wasn't much out there, and what was really interesting minutes. about this was. I worked at an Asian American organization and I was put in charge. People knew that I had Mishti Music, which is my South Asian American uh, music blog. Um, And they knew that I was like really into music. So they're like, hey, can you make us a Christmas playlist for Christmas? And I was really deliberate of recentering the narrative around the Asian American experience. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to find Christmas songs that were sung by Asian Americans. And I found all these Jutney tracks and I was like, done. And it's so good. You you can still go to our... uh, SoundCloud and find it there. It's so much fun. Wait, wait, what is Chutney yeah, music? Yeah, what is Chutney music? I, I have no idea. We know what you're talking about. Okay, so Chutney music is um, when... South Asian immigrants went to Trinidad and the rest of the Caribbeans and they kind of fused it with local music. Oh, so it was this kind of flavor of soca, parang, um, music that's mixed in with a lot of South Asian infusion. But it's not even like modern day Bollywood infusion. It's like the 70s era of Bollywood music kind of intertwined with with, with this kind of sound. Hey. Uh-huh. It's Christmas time. Time for the lime. What are you drinking? So you don't have the Punjabi jingle bells on there that I love. The oh jingle, oh jingle. Wait, that actually, that, that one is stop. Yeah, it really stop, goes stop, like that. Stop. No way. One song that has like some sort of hold on the public imagination that I also don't get is... Don't say it. All I want for Christmas no, is you. No, Emma, what is wrong with you? I was especially <laughs> ruined by that creepy scene in Love Actually where no. where the th- 12-year-old girl points at everyone in the audience like, all I want for Christmas is you and you and you. It's like, okay, he's 12. <laughs> okay, first of all, why are you making it sexual? Not true. <laughs> it literally is. When Mariah Carey well, is doing... All, but it has all, different oh, intonations for different That's people. That's why this movie is trash. No, 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 wait, wait, no, hold on, no. Hold on. Listen, listen. No, no. She she Emma. points at the drummer boy who is like in love with her and he smiles. Emma, like, oh, also, I just want to let you know that where you clearly where, where, have seen this movie multiple times because you're way too comfortable with it. This is clearly someone who's watched this more than once. I know. I've watched it about three or four times. 
at least per week. Because I want to understand how this, how we accepted such trash. I love how he's just saying that I watch it so many times for research purposes. I, yes, I like to research trash. <laughs> but anyhow, basically, she points at the. She's like, "All I want for Christmas is you," and she points at the little drummer boy who's Liam Neeson's son or whatever, mm. and he smiles like, "Oh, she wants me." And then he, she like turns around and points to somebody else, and he just immediately frowns like she wants other people. It's so gross. <laughs> uh, no, Emma. Obviously, you know nothing about stardom and stage presence. Okay, she has to connect with everybody in the audience. Okay, that's not what the this movie is, is about. Though. I know, but I'm just telling you about what it's like to be a true star. <laughs> I feel like it's like the first, as in my life, it's the main song that entered the Christmas song canon, like while I yeah. was growing up, you know? Yeah. And it's become like the most popular one. Like, also, but it's such a jam, though, you know what I mean? It's not like a regular, like, ho hum, like, whatever. It's just yeah. like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, good. do you know what we need? We need a Christmas Muslim song. Or do we? And we need to make our millions. But do we, though? That's What's the future here? Let's think about it this way. Let's say there's next generation of Muslim kids. Are they out there celebrating Christmas? Like, what's the community's attitude towards this? They're putting achar on their Christmas tree. That's just daisies, though. It's like, <laughs> that's like a, you're talking about daisies. That could be anybody. Like, what about, like... Well, I mean, yeah. I think it's totally different. Like, it's you an know. interesting, like, so it is an interesting, like, integration assimilation thing. Like, you know, like so many Jewish families are just do the, have developed their own tradition, like Chinese food on Christmas. I mean, I feel like that's like a totally like, a universal. If you don't celebrate yeah. Christmas in yeah. America, because that's what on Christmas Day, that you know, was our usual go-to. We'd like order takeout and we'd go to the movies, and it was just yep. pure bliss and fun. Uh, I grew up in Michigan, and in Michigan, there's a really large Arab-American community in Dearborn. Right, which has been there since the 1800s. Yeah, so, you know, really old, been there for a long time. And so many of the Lebanese, you know, Arab-Americans that live there, everybody Mm. has a Christmas tree up. And, like, decorates for Christmas and has, like, lights up and everything and, like, goes all in. But these families are also, you know, families where, like, the women wear hijab and, Mm. you know, like, everyone eats halal stuff. So... Um, and they don't celebrate Christmas, but you, you know, kind of like, like you decorate for it and you indulge in it. And it's just kind of like those two things can like, I think, live in the same time and in the same space. And you don't have yeah. to uh, identify that, but you can still enjoy it. Damn, you're being so persuasive right I, now. I, yeah. And, and it's I, true. I kind of really <laughs> want a Christmas tree I, and right I think now. Like, um, <laughs> you know, I don't think I would ever put up a Christmas tree in my own home. But doesn't mean that I wouldn't enjoy what's going on. I think you should be comfortable. Like, I think as, like, a non-Christian person who's in the U.S. and who, like, lives here and has grown up here, I think my parents, like, let us know that, you know, you are who you are. Like, we don't celebrate Christmas. But that's okay. You can like these things and they can, you know, live in the same person at the same time. And that's okay. It's very persuasive, Saliba. Yeah. What I love about your story, Salima, is that your parents actually indulged you with your letter. In with your, you know, giving you the dog tag sparkling necklace. And I think for me, what I hear there is that your parents are like allowing your imagination to still exist. And I think that there's something so important about allowing young people to still believe in things which we know aren't real. Because the ability to reimagine and the ability to dream and for that little time is that you, that carries forward through the rest of your life. And yeah, it's great that you had that. 
I guess, like, I also think it's, like, I feel like it has to happen naturally as well. Like, what you're describing, Salima, of, like, sort of, like, the Muslims who found their own balance with it. Like, it kind of reminds me of, like, how I celebrate Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is not my history or my holiday. Um, but what we do is we use it. We, we do love food in my family. So we go hard on that. We do the Thanksgiving stuff. We add our own flair to it. We inject our turkey with hot sauce. You know, we <laughs> maybe have some Nihari or Palau or biryani on the side. Sprinkled. We just treat it like a, like a Pakistani house party like we usually would. Yeah. There's no sitting around saying thanks or whatever. You know, there's no, we're not like dressing up in our square-toed shoes and Puritan hats. Although your, <laughs> your attitude may suggest that you should next year. <laughs> but we're just doing it our own way. Yeah, I, I think I think it's important to know who you are, and as a Muslim in America, like you have traditions and you have right. these you holidays have and everything, and you have values yeah. that are important and that you know kind of make up the fabric of like who you are. Yeah. We we all have many layers in us, yeah. and like one of the layers may just like love actually and Home Alone one through three. Um, and to <laughs> okay, Home Alone an is banger. That Hamel- is a great Hamel movie. Is so good. I really so just want to know what Kevin's dad does to be yes, able to like that, take nine people to France during peak holiday out times. What does he do, and how could I also do that? <laughs> I think an interesting thing about my experience growing up is like. The microaggressions I would face when I would experience Christmas with my white friends was like, oh, you guys don't do that? That's so sad. Or like, don't you wish you could do it? Or like, how do your people celebrate? You know what I mean? Like things like that, which is like, it's a hegemony. Like, I really am against that. And I think maybe in that way, I I felt lucky. Maybe that's why I enjoy Christmas is like, I never felt small or less than. I felt small throughout. Yeah. and, And see, that's something like I'm understanding, you know, now as you're talking about it, like, I yeah. never felt small because we didn't celebrate Christmas. If anything, everyone was like, oh, that's cool. What do you do instead? And it was kind of like an open question. And then, you know, I was able to kind of like fill in that answer. Maybe that's the way I am why I am. And I love I love seeing the giant tree in Rockefeller Center and like battling everybody, even though I know I shouldn't be walking down to Rockefeller Center, but like going to go seeing it anyway. Speaking of which, what is <laughs> Christmas in L.A. like, Tess? It's yeah, I, you know, as, as you two were talking about this, I'm just thinking about like for me, the it wasn't really... What, what word did you use? Hege- hegemony. Hegemony. Yeah. I said it's a yeah. Christmas is a hegemony. <laughs> um, it's very diverse here, right? So there's yeah. like a there's no snow. There's a lot of different kinds of people here. There's there's a lot of Latinos and lots of people of color. And so I don't I didn't really feel that like the whiteness of Christmas. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's just like I don't know. It's all about experience, I guess. That's I guess. what I'm learning. I have a question, Ahmed. So you live by Frankenmuth, which is this kind of like <laughs> little Bavaria in uh, Michigan. Did you ever go there during Christmas? I, because I that is literally the epicenter of Christmas. They have this store there. Called what is this place? Bronner's, which it's is called Bronner's Christmas. In it, it's, I swear to God, the Christ Christmas. is cap at all caps letters and like Bronner's Christmas the, Wonderland. It's, it's the biggest, biggest Christmas store in the world. Literally the world. I think it's like a whole like store of Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, open twenty four seven except for Christmas. Taz, you, you gotta come. I'll I'll, I'll go with. Literally, you, we'll honestly. go there and we'll go taste fudge and have fried chicken and then like get lost. Twenty four seven hours of Christmas except on Christmas Day, which doesn't really make sense. Why don't you come like in the summer and we'll go yeah. to Bronner's and just get like Remember a bunch when we of. We thought ornaments? about having our wedding there. <laughs> 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 not at Bronner's. Are you kidding me? I freaking could not yeah, imagine. This was Emma's like great idea. He was just we were trying to find a place to have our wedding, and he was like, "How about Frankenmuth?" Because about <laughs> little Bavaria. 
<laughs> yeah, we. I did actually suggest that. I love fried chicken. They serve German fried chicken. And I chicken. think also beneath all oh of this heat, he also loves Christmas because oh why would he want to have an entire Christmas-themed wedding unless he really loved it? I never said yeah, Christmas I'm saying. It's kind of uh, by default that you have to have it. <laughs> there's a place outside of Santa Barbara called Santa's Village, and that was also a year-round Santa Santa place. They shut it down recently, like in the past couple of years, but they bring it back for Christmas time. Oh, but it, that was also a year-round Christmas spot. Sometimes I wonder if these like year-round Christmas spots have like a competition going on amongst them to see like who can be the most Christmassy like of them all, all the time. You know, like there has <laughs> to be like a circuit of like a standard Christmas thing, right? Everybody's lawn is a is a fucking battleground. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. So those houses. Christmas is a hegemony. The front lawn is a battlefield, and it's a war. Okay, in that a war way, like I'm like very pro war because the houses that have like the crazy like ostentatious. <laughs> yeah, well, like you know, well, not really, but you know, in this context, <laughs> when we're look thinking of it. Okay, I take back what Salima I said. Muhammad, I'm pro war. Okay, all right, guys. All right, guys. Thank you for. Softening my Grinchhood, I guess. Salima, get him some cookies. I will. I don't know. Like, I don't even know this layer about you. I didn't know you had so much hate. It's hate. (laughs) It's just trauma, okay? (laughs) Anyhow, thank you for being on. Thank you, Taz, for joining us. And Salima, uh, Salima, where can people find you on the internet? Um, People can find me on Instagram at SalimaFM. Cool. And uh, Taz, where can people find you? You all can listen to the Good Muslim, Bad Muslim podcast at goodmuslimbadmuslim.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Super great. We had Zara, your co-host, on in an earlier episode yeah. about payments. And if you want to listen to the Cool Coolies, uh, the, the album's called Paratas for Santa. Uh, you can check it out on mishtimusic.com. We will put that in the description of the episode as well. Um, so you can take a look there. Um, thanks for being on, guys. And Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Muslim Christmas. Christmas. Oh, also, sorry, uh, I wanted to announce that we actually uh, have a live show coming up in January. Um, Is the world still going to be around then after the Trumpocalypse inauguration? Yeah, the rapture might have happened, but if you're still here with the rest of us demons, uh, (laughs) you can join us at the Green Space in New York, um, 7 p.m. January 25th. There'll be more details to come. This episode was produced by Eleanor Kagan, Megan Dietrich, and Meg Kramer. Additional production support from Thabir Akhtar, Julia Ferlin, Nina Patak, and Chiquita Pascal. Our music is by the Kaminas. Find them at kaminas.bandcamp.com. Find me on Twitter at radbrowndads, and I have a Tumblr also called radbrowndads. Find my writing at buzzfeed.com slash Email us at saysomething at buzzfeed.com or on Twitter at something. And if you like the show, please rate it on iTunes. I'm Amadeli Yuckber. Thanks for listening. Can we do a road trip and go to all the Santa Claus villages everywhere, though? Well, let's do it. I think let's we should. Do it. Muslim tours. The Muslim, Muslim tour, tour of Santa shops. Wow, 2017 is already looking better. <laughs>